0: What a podcast. Thanks for tuning into the 2M Creative Cast. I think that's what I'm calling it now. Uh, I don't know. I had a ton of fun with this next guest. Great conversation, tons of laughter, and some amazing advice that applies to all aspects of life. Incredible advice for those starting out in the creative world, but also just practical life stuff. Hope you enjoy this one. Happy holidays. you gotta sync the sound on both Mm -hmm. cameras that's why so then you get two angles um welcome everybody to the show podcast uh thanks for tuning in today i have a very special guest and he's a very interesting man and i've only met him fairly recently but my god his his stories that he's been telling is phenomenal and hopefully you guys get a lot of value out of it so i'll leave it up to him to introduce himself who you are say a couple words and what you do and uh
1: yeah Uh, My name is Shagun Oludek. Shagun is a short form of a longer name, you know, for the convenience of Canadians, especially, to Mm -hmm. be able to pronounce it. I originally came from Nigeria after, you know, having some graphic design experience. Came here to school, ended up not leaving. So I keep telling people, I'm that guest that you don't want in your house because I may not leave. And I've been here for over several years working as a designer Mm -hmm. also as a design educator That's awesome
0: Um, So coming from Nigeria, right? So tell us more about the I guess origins of how you started in that design field and then ended up here Um, Like, you know, everybody has the immigrant story and it's always so interesting kind of how that plays into the whole big picture
1: I have my own story that I followed a fish to Canada. (laughs) It's a long story. I studied uh, art and then graphic design at a technical college in Nigeria. Started working. Mm -hmm. Eventually was working for a magazine. At that time, most printing would be done abroad, and they'll bring them back, and you look at them, and you go, "Yes, approved prints. So one day. The printer sent these materials just to show the new capability they have, and it's the photo of a fish. It was shown in its actual proportions, compressed and elongated, and all that. And I looked at that and I said, This is very interesting. So my boss then, on my behest, you know, asked the printer what they did, and the printer sent a message back Oh, that's a computer that we used. So I'm like, ah, I want to go where computer is. (laughs) (laughs) So computer became this person that I was looking for. (laughs) And that's how I ended up coming to school here Mm -hmm. after trying different countries. That's amazing. So it actually was a literal fish. It was a fish. (laughs) I was a little confused, but this makes a lot more sense now.
0: So then, from coming here for school, what did you do kind of after? Um, you talked about being a designer, but also design educator. And talk us more about how that came to be and why you chose to then teach.
1: I think our life has a way of shepherding us into where we need to be. It's interesting. You never think about certain things. I was satisfied working as a graphic designer. I became good at it, you know, because I was working for one of the better firms here. Mm. We had designed stamps, we designed books, we designed so many different things. At some point, there was a need to start my own. So when the opportunity came, I did start my own design studio. Shortly after, I got a call from a friend who said, hey, the university is hiring teachers. You should go teach there. I'm like, are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) Long story short, I started teaching there as a sessional and I did that for 11 years. (laughs) That's amazing. Did you have any teaching background? No, but apparently I was very good at explaining principles to clients, to Friends, everybody thought you're a natural teacher. Interesting. But while at the university, they offered courses to help you, right. so I took those.
0: Oh, that's fascinating. Did you find that teaching was a lot more valuable or interesting to you than actually the design work? When
1: I realized that I enjoyed teaching more than designing, I was scared <laughs> because I thought design is my life. Yeah. <laughs> this is something I enjoy doing, mm-hmm. and now. I'm really enjoying teaching, Yeah, but I'm teaching design, so it's all good. (laughs) It's all good. How did that jump feel? Like when
0: you kind of start, again, you you felt that it was your life, right? And then you kind of steer it in a way where you're now teaching it and that worry, like, what was that like?
1: I think because it was a gentle transition, Mm -hmm. it was not jarring. That was comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. Most things in life, for me, Mm -hmm. if they're too sudden, then it creates stress. This was a stressless situation where I was working as a designer and I was teaching at a university.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It also helped me understand that the best methods so or the best teachers should be working in their profession.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If you're not working in that profession, then you're sort of outside of the knowledge yeah. unless you have ways of keeping up. Mm-hmm. So that was an interesting interesting point too. Yeah,
0: That's a good point because we tend to see a lot of teachers kind of not actually keeping up with current trends or whatever is actually going on in the industry that they're in and they're just teaching existing knowledge that they have. Mm -hmm. So people kind of that they're teaching fall behind.
1: At one time it would have been okay to teach the same principle for 20 years. Really? but well, the principles actually remain the same, but mm-hmm. the practical aspects is that there's progress. Um, if, let's take machines, for instance. The kind of machines they used in 1920 are very different from yeah. the ones that we use today. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been improved a lot, so you have to be current. You have yeah. to know how it works. If you were an auto mechanic 10 years ago, there were certain things you, you didn't need to know. Right today you have to get certification. Mm-hmm. You know in diag- you know being able to even diagnose a problem that you yeah. want to resolve. Right, and sometimes yeah. the pro- the resolution doesn't involve you as a mechanic. Yeah. So there's an ongoing learning that's required for every profession, mm-hmm. and the same for graphic design. Right, because the technology changed. That means we needed new knowledge. Interesting. So the rules kind of
0: change, but the principles, the same, you kind of just have to keep up with yes. those rules now. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Do you spend time reading books? I guess just um, one thing I was interested in is to see, again, people in your situation, um, where you're at now in your uh, career life, there's always something that usually you picked up that had kind of shifted you in that direction, and so if you were to think of something like, again yeah, this is one book that I read that then kind of changed the course of things it would be nice to, for other people to listen like hey, maybe I should pick that book up or even just something like in your career as like a designer it's like something that you picked up that like
1: fundamentally was really valuable and anything to do with graphic design mm-hmm. and communication I would read yeah. at one time it used to be just books now it will be blogs, it will be posts, it will be all sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are some books that would <clears throat> always be with me. You know, like the book called "History of Graphic Design" mm-hmm. is something that uh, I would always recommend f- for people to read. Okay. And then there are books on type by people like Speakerman. You know, who, like "Stop Stealing Sheep." I just throw that in the car. I have two copies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would always have one with me. If I had to wait at the doctor's office, I go to the car and just reread it. Interesting. You you really don't use all the knowledge you learn immediately, but it stays in you. It's like you're soaking up. Mm -hmm. So my advice to anyone in graphic design is to expose yourself to blogs, um, posts, um, anything to do with design and communication yeah. first. And then also don't bury your head in just graphic design. There are current issues that concern us all because out of life comes the inspiration. Mm-hmm. And out of life comes the problems that we need to resolve. Right. So you can know graphic design and not be able to apply it to real life situations. Right, yeah. to be able to, more well-rounded. It's got to be a well-rounded reading. Do you have a
0: practical example that you have in mind for that? Tell us a story. uh, (laughs)
1: I'm a story story. man, I actually love stories. Years ago, I was asked to come help an organization to say something, you know, they were going on this new campaign and they didn't know how to communicate it, so I delved into reading about world food shortage, hunger, right. and all of those things that affect the supply of food. Yeah. That was when I learned so much about, you know, transportation of food, how much uh, carbon footprint for your food food production actually yeah. has, and all that. Those have been outside of my scope of totally. reading. But after going through all that reading and sitting with them to strategize, mm-hmm. they thought, man, how did you know all these things? Yeah. And the solution was perfect. So in that case, the graphic designer became more like an interpreter. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so that would be the analogy for that kind of situation. Right. You are going to be interpreting information throughout your life as a designer.
0: Right. That makes sense. Like I guess, yeah, all the
1: knowledge that you pick up—pieces of knowledge here and there, things that have nothing to do with something until one day you actually need it. Yeah. Imagine, yeah. you know, I use a lot of analogies as you know. Go <laughs> red, fire away. You, you want to make a, a necklace, and you have all these beads, and they're all the same, and you're stringing them along, and you get to a certain point. The design aspect of it is to say. Hmm. I've got all these jade beads, mm-hmm. I think I need a gold to spice it up and then you reach for the gold. That's the extraneous knowledge mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the jade, but yeah. well, you put it in there and you go, wow, this is beautiful.
0: That makes sense. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I like that. What is something that you currently obsess over? something that you just either spent a whole lot more time than
1: other things or... Just like in recent. You know, perfectionism is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also a very bad thing. Yeah. Um, I tend to obsess over a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And how I cope, I'll get to that in a moment, but you throw a a lot of information on a table, photographs, texts, images, you know, and all sorts. Mm -hmm. And you go, well, how do I make this understandable? That is a challenge. And I could be there for 24 hours trying to resolve this thing (laughs) until it makes sense. And in my head, I will be taking different positions, the client, Mm -hmm. the passerby the real audience this is going to. Mm-hmm. Those who it doesn't concern, but will see it and make a comment, especially yeah. these days, you put anything online, everybody makes Everything a comment, you yeah. So, I obsess about how that information is going to be seen. And it, it, it sometimes drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely! Yeah. So
0: then how do you kind of cope with that? Um,
1: well, I sort of segmented like Okay. Yeah, so there's work and there's just daily living and other things. I will give you the example of food, for instance. I know the kinds of things I want and I just stick with them. So my food palette is very narrow. (laughs) (laughs) So I could walk into a restaurant, eat the same thing every day for six months, doesn't matter. Interesting. All right. It resolves the problem, I don't have to go, you know, obsessing about, oh maybe this goes with that, no, yeah. it's done. Same thing with the tools that I work with, I know what works mm-hmm. and I stick with them. It's the actual work that I still obsess over the elements of it mm-hmm. and how it, how it looks. <laughs> right, right, so you just kind of compartmentalize Compartmentalize. Got it, got yeah. it.
0: Um, another question I have was, so as a designer, I guess even starting out as a creative, you occasionally will run into clients that aren't the easiest to work with. And, and we talked about this before. We had a conversation about this and I wanted to get it on, on the record, obviously, is um, when they think that they know better than you, but you know because you're the one in that field and you spend all your time on it. How do you, as it, somebody who's starting out new, kind of gear themselves in a way that like, hey, I know this is right, but it's hard for somebody to say like, um, no, or, you know, all right, fine. Yeah. Like, how does that kind of work? Because I'm assuming like with you at some point in your life, that's something.
1: It, it is one of the problems. So you should, I say the challenges mm-hmm. in, in the business of design. Yeah. And I suppose maybe in other businesses too, but in our business, it's a little bit ephemeral, it's a little bit concrete. So we're always balancing you know, the things you don't see that affect the way you see. Mm-hmm. To explain that to a client sometimes, when they're looking at hard numbers, because they're business people, they have things to sell, and sometimes you can get through to them that if you change the color on one thing, it would actually help them sell more in the other areas.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So. It becomes one thing where you spend time teaching and training your clients. If you can get their ear and have their time Mm -hmm. to teach them and train them and say, hey, this is why I've done this and this is how it's gonna play out. When they try it out and they see it works, they trust you more. Then it becomes an issue of trust. But starting out, it's very difficult because sometimes your clients are in a higher uh, societal strata yeah. than you and they hire you to be the hands, mm-hmm. not the brain. Right, <laughs> that's where the difference lies. So how do you, you know, get them to understand that, hey, you know, I'm doing this because I know some things. It's mm-hmm. a big challenge yeah. and I just use a lot of stories. I use stories, I use analogies and hopefully something would catch. But Mm -hmm. the best thing is to look for something in their own industry that they can relate to that you'll use as part of your story to educate Mm them. So
0: you do have to educate your clients all the time. At any point
1: in your career. But you also have to listen to them too because they have knowledge of their industry. Yeah.
0: So is that something that you kind of become more persistent on or
1: just even stubborn in that like... I'm very stubborn I believe I, that. when it comes to that <laughs> because I see myself as a tailor. Mm-hmm. A client comes to me, they tell me they're going to this dinner event with the president of six different countries. Yeah. I want to give them the kind of suit that will fit that occasion. for sure. I'm not going to say, oh well the client said they want this kind of suit, mm-hmm. so I'm going to just make them that. It would not serve them well, it would not serve me well. Right. So I have to explain to them, you know, take a look at these photos, mm-hmm. see how all these presidents are dressed, that's where you're going. So we're going to make you something that looks like you fit in, but you don't get lost. Yeah. In there. That's true. So.
0: On the assumption that it works, it's all good. <laughs> But if they're very adamant in what they think, what do you
1: do? Like, do you just put up
0: with it? Or do you... again? It depends As a like younger designer, yeah.
1: I would say, Oh, well, you know, they're paying me, you know, have what you want. It's mm-hmm. your thing, you've paid me, I'm gone. Yeah. Now, I just walk away. Yeah. Um, it's... It doesn't make sense. Right. Because somebody somewhere is going to say, Hey, how did you get this? So, oh, my designer did it, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Your name comes up. Yeah, and it just doesn't look good on it. It doesn't account. look right. So you do walk away, and you cannot defend yourself. <laughs> right? that's <laughs> your so work. true.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's the hardest part with like somebody starting out, right? Is it's more
1: difficult. Mm-hmm. So working as a team helps. When you have somebody who's an interface between you and the client, mm-hmm. it helps. Or you have you're working in a team and you have somebody who's the spokesperson, yeah. <laughs> it helps. Yeah, that's true. But it's not always the case because more and more we're dealing with people one-on-one now. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: You seem to be very, fairly good with dealing with people though. Um,
1: I don't know if that's the case <laughs> that when you were starting out though, right? I mean, you've got tons of stories now. I, I think I may have always been that way because in life I always want to put myself in other people's shoes. Mm-hmm. You try to understand what their experience is, what they're going through and what they want to say Mm -hmm. and look for the commonalities. If you can find them, great. If not, you need to study a little bit sometimes.
0: Right. Interesting. That makes sense. What is something that you've bought recently that had a lot of impact in your life. Like just surprisingly for something that you just picked up or whatever at the stores like this had you know.
1: That's a, that's a very interesting question <laughs> because I have reduced my <laughs> 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 after getting rid of so many things, mm-hmm. I've reduced how much I buy. But yeah. there are two things that stand out in my mind. You know, and it's kind of I'm not advertising for Apple. Oh I'm absolutely the Apple Pencil and the iPad Pro. Yeah. I think just because every, every designer should have one. <laughs> 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 They're so good there together. Now I can do sketches, I'm talking in class and sketching ideas out. Mm-hmm. I'm not running through sheets and sheets of paper anymore, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, it's almost as natural as it can come. Interesting. So that's something that I would always want to go back to and say, yeah. That's a good purchase. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm still waiting to buy something. A A Leica camera. Oh. You need to get into photography some more. I have techno lost for Leica cameras. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny.
0: Uh, That's the best. Um, Another question I have is... It's something I I tried to ask... um, those in this field or whatever, do you ever get that feeling of sort of like a lost sense of motivation or just kind of not focused and how do you kind of work your way out of it? Are there things that you ask yourself or is there things that you kind of do most people just sort of waver in what
1: they're up to and... You you know, um, I think society generally doesn't really understand that being a creative person means that you are also an emotional being you have to be a sensitive person yeah. to be able to be creative mm-hmm. and I I not asking that you know creatives should be cuddled or anything yeah. <laughs> but there are times when one word or statement could just take out the energy right take out these, you know this passion from, from mm-hmm. your work, Absolutely. and you find yourself in, in, in a lull. Sometimes it's not an external factor that causes it, yeah. but because as a creative person we go, 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 and we're all spent, and we need to recover, mm-hmm. but we just don't know how to. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Why? Because you've got to show up at the, at the office the next day. So, I think a new system needs to come up Mm -hmm. where we balance work with creativity. Right. If you know your best six months Mm -hmm. are from January to maybe June, July, then go hard and then take a break after that. Right. For me, I find I'm fully awake in my day at 4 p.m. Interesting. And I could just work until 5am as if nothing is happening.
0: Huh.
1: You know, some people would ask me, why did you send that email at 3am? You know, oh, I'm in another time zone. You know, it's Mm -hmm. an easy explanation. Right. So I found ways of coping with the things that could drag me down and Mm -hmm. make me not have the motivation. Yeah. Motivation also could involve, you know, your surrounding. Mm -hmm. Am I working in the best space? Do I have money in my bank account? Do I have good health? A designer needs to sit down, examine themselves Mm -hmm. every time. time. (laughs) Regularly having those conversations with yourself. You've got to be well because the better you are, the more impervious you are to comments or your surroundings. If you're not all together, then you leave yourself open to, you -hmm. know. Yeah, you're more
0: vulnerable. Yeah. Right, so you have to be looking at what, exactly, yeah, yeah, knowing what works for you the best, right? And if you, it's working at 4 p.m. till 5 a.m. because you're the most awake at that time. Then
1: you know, because there are no phone calls, no texts, nothing. Absolutely. Just work and then take your break when you can and Mm -hmm. get on with your day.
0: Interesting. Right,
1: and just, yeah. Figuring that out, I guess, is also the process,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. If you're comfortable enough, and this is something that I've asked um, the previous guest is, what is like a low point, even the lowest you would go, that you had to obviously overcome to get to where you are now? Because that's something Mm. that a lot of people, and they don't know, right? Usually people are young and they start out and like, that's it. Like that's everything to them. But how would you have gone, like what was it and how did you kind of get past it? Was there somebody there or was there just something that you read or listened to or heard or just started thinking differently that kind of
1: shifted and you went around the hurdle? Mm -hmm. I think um, some of the low points that I've experienced Mm -hmm. would be based on someone else's input into my life or work. Interesting. Somebody says, oh, this is not good. I'm trying to use good words, not yes. throw something. Oh, no, oh this is stupid. really st- stupid. Yeah? You know? Then you could take out energy, you know, and you go, oh man, mm-hmm. maybe I'm not a very good designer. Yeah. But being a person of faith, that's really helped me. Always mm-hmm. go back to that, you know. There was a book some years ago that everybody read Eat, Pray, Love. I always pray. Right. And I have a good self talk.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I hear the voice of my mother in my head. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so good. She'll be like, Don't you know who you are? Get up. <laughs> <laughs> some, some childhood. Upbringing. Get back in there. You yeah. know? <laughs> and you've got to have. Things that help you yourself mm-hmm. and not wait for someone else to come and help you out of your doldrums. For You've sure. got to have your own coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. But usually it will be times when somebody says something about my work or my practice mm-hmm. that would get me down. Right. But now I'm less that way and more this way. Right the ups and downs uh, Mm -hmm. out of my life, you know, because of experience and everything.
0: for sure. you find that you
1: have either a lot easier time not
0: listening to those voices? I don't even
1: let them get to me anymore. Yeah. And, you know, I say to kids, I say to my son or daughter, I say, don't let them get you. You know, (laughs) what I mean is don't let those voices Mm -hmm. get you. you Totally. Whether it's physical or whether it's imagined, don't let them get you.
0: Right, interesting. So then again, this is something that I kind of struggle with too. Is when I'm out there doing work, right? Uh, whether it's just like a, like a passion project or something more like for a client, ever get those thoughts of kind of. Like doubting myself, essentially, uh. right? Um, and it's not even like an external thing; it's like an internal thing, mm. right? Knowing that like yeah, I actually really like this, but they're Points in my life was like I don't know if I'm good enough for this or like I don't know if I actually have an eye for this, stuff like
1: that. And yeah, it, that it I think it's part of growing up as mm-hmm. a designer. When I use the word growing up, yeah. you know, the part of process of going from um, novice to amateur to professional mm-hmm. and then becoming confident and say, you know what, I can teach this. Yeah. Um, I'm. I appear more confident today, but at one time. Mm-hmm. I'll be in a meeting with all these big wigs and I'll be like, man, should I be in this room? <laughs> <laughs> Am I a fake? <laughs> That's exactly it, right? Like
0: feeling that you're an imposter,
1: yes. you're just dressed up, dressed apart, but you don't it, actually it's, have anything it. It's part of the journey. It. Yeah. yeah you, I, I wouldn't worry about it. Then you just have, so you're saying you just kind of push yes. on through. And there are times Mm -hmm. when I may go to a meeting or an event, or be at a strategy meeting, not understand something, Mm -hmm. as soon as I get out of bed, I'm in the library, I'm reading something about what I don't know. Right. You've got to self-study all the time. Mm -hmm. Always growing. Always growing. It'll build your knowledge, it'll build your confidence, right? Absolutely. If you don't know it today, it, it will be wrong for you to go back into that meeting still not knowing mm-hmm. what you didn't know the first time. Yeah, that's true. Especially today with Google. <laughs> that's
0: a good point. Knowledge is ever, like, it's literally on your thumbs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, so if you don't know something, then... Go, go search it. Go figure it out. Yeah. Interesting. That's a good point, and it's something that I should probably keep keep in mind more often is like yeah definitely get those feelings of I don't know what I'm doing here and it's one of the reasons why this show kind of started is uh, just because you and others that have come before you have that experience and it's hard for me to put out words when I don't have the backing even I feel as though like I'm crazy like what am I saying because what do I know I don't have the experience in
1: the industry I, I think um Yeah, Actually, from experience, Mm -hmm. from dealing with interns, students, junior designers, Mm -hmm. those that have that self-doubt, in my own evaluation, are actually much better than they think they are. Interesting. But the ones that don't have that self-doubt, sometimes I just do the face (laughs) palm (laughs) thing. Okay. I don't know why, Yeah, we're, but we're that's ahead. something for you. <laughs> you're probably way ahead of where you over. think you are. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. It, it's just something that's repeated over and over. Mm-hmm. I've had junior designers work for me before where I'll go, you can do this. You can do this. I'm right. like, I'm not sure, you know, yeah. I'm like, that's why you're here.
0: <laughs> that's a very good point, actually yeah because that is something again uh, i'm coming from software development i'm I'm a software developer starting out and having those feelings of self-doubt in that skill set alone but also if you actually take a step back and look like i am working here they did take me on so i suppose that is evidence but that's not something that kind of manifests in my mind
1: the mind is, you know, mm-hmm. an area where we all have to, you know, be on the lookout for it. It's yeah. like your mind is helpful and mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't <laughs> <French tree. laughs> because it's like a processing factory, really. Mm-hmm. And you have to watch what comes in and what comes out. Yeah. Um, doubt is one of the things that could slow us down mm-hmm. or make us feel like we're not as good as we are. Right. And it all comes from here. That's true. So I don't know if that helps anyone. <laughs> I, I think usually when you have those doubts, <laughs> it's actually good because right. it, it propels you to learn more, to do more, to be mm-hmm. more. But those who have it are usually way ahead of where they are or where they think they are. Interesting. Well they that's actually well, hopefully that's something to push others
0: that doubt themselves like maybe you actually aren't yeah. um behind and you're actually further along.
1: You thought you I mean our first conversation I thought, man, you know, this guy is like eighty five in experience. <laughs> that means a lot to me. I'm only twenty four. Yeah, and it's interesting, like I said, you meet People who say oh you know I don't feel like I'm where no Mm -hmm. look at look at what you've done look at what you're doing look at your plans Mm -hmm.
2: yeah
0: is that something that then you Mm -hmm. would probably when you have those doubts maybe take a step back take a step back and like look at exactly what's gone
1: take a step back and talking about handling moments of self-doubt or Mm -hmm. you know being down and not feeling very creative I love driving I jump in my car no direction, mm-hmm. psh, just go drive. And I'm thinking, and I'm looking, and occasionally I'll stop somewhere mm-hmm. take a few photos. Yeah, just refresh yourself. Mm-hmm. For some people, you might be doing macrame or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody true. has their own thing. Mm-hmm. But take time. Yeah. You know. Again, the part of taking care of yourself and yeah. like figuring
0: out what that is. And for you, if it's driving, right, and it's yeah. not even a part of that creative space, it just is a way to it,
1: kind of—it's—it's of... it's a way of getting. Think of everything as a spiral. You're spiraling in or out. Yeah. And yes, I'm driving, but I'm actually brainstorming.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, I'm yeah. reading online. I'm actually developing a strategy. Absolutely. And I'm thinking about fashion in the Victorian era and relating it to how we're going to get people dressed in space. And one day, I get to the center and it's like, boom, oh, I have a great idea. People don't generally think of life as a continuum. Yeah. And we've got to really sit down sometimes and see areas of our life Mm -hmm. where People say, oh you're just procrastinating. You have no idea Mm -hmm. what I'm doing in my procrastination. I've actually built 10 prototypes in my brain. Interesting. Dismantled them, taken bits and pieces as I'm going around Mm -hmm. that spiral until I get where I'm going. And then one day I show you something and you go, wow, you're so creative, yep. (laughs) <laughs> I told you I'm snarky sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. No, that's the best. It's
0: like, I told you so.
1: Everything that we do leads somewhere. Mm-hmm. We just don't see it all the time. Right. But if you're intentional about it, you get faster to where you're going.
0: Yeah. It's all a long process and you don't really see like yes. further ahead. And
1: We don't always see further ahead. Exactly. If you're traveling on a road, not on the prairies, like in BC where you have the yeah. hills yeah, and everything. Yeah. You're going on a road, you you have no idea what's coming around the For next sure. corner. And you turn around some mountain and the view is just mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. That's how life is. We don't Shoot. always see what's mm-hmm. further down the road. Okay. And it's the same road.
0: Yeah. And again the same thing with like knowledge that isn't currently a part of that
1: scope becomes useful. It becomes useful. You say, oh I'm a software developer, Mm -hmm. you know, you have no idea how that's going to impact other areas of your life. Even having a family eventually, even you know, say I'm on a train traveling somewhere Mm -hmm. and all of that will come into it. Yeah. You know, my years of reading comic books as a kid Mm -hmm. has helped me to explain things to kids now. You know, when they I'm saying, well, how can I understand this invisible principle? I'll be like, well, you know, imagine you have a ball, a glowing ball in your hands right mm-hmm. now and you throw it like in this particular and you go, oh yeah, I understand it. So everything you've done, mm-hmm. you've read is all part of you and it's going to manifest in your work. Mm-hmm. What you believe will manifest in your work. If you love people, you don't have to write it on a T-shirt. I love people. <laughs> <laughs> but it helps. <laughs> but it helps. People just know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing.
0: I love just the story, the analogies, it's the this. Is,
1: um, <laughs> I, I have to be careful with my analogies yeah. sometimes <laughs> But yeah, it helps me yeah. think.
0: Yeah. Talk to me quick about intent because that's something, um, I know Serena had brought it up before. but She's over there. And it's like the way you've started off your class, I remember her telling you it was the words intent were the most prevalent. (laughs) And with coming into design, right? Yes. And even the the notion of everything you do, if
1: you're intentional about it, spirals into that big idea. It always leads somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, There are times when life would, you know, sort of push you into who you need to be mm-hmm. or where you need to go, there, there are those moments. Yeah. But even in those moments, we need to understand that we are going on a journey. Mm-hmm. And when you're intentional, it begins with, what am I wearing today? How do I want people to see me today? Right. You know, I'm going to be, you know, in a studio like now, so I'm wearing darker colors. Why am I wearing darker colors? Because uh-huh. I realize that if I have a lighter color on with my skin color, the contrast is too much and I know what it does to the camera, you know, right. the result is not always the best. Absolutely. That's intentional. That makes sense. So I want everything to sort of be in the same range mm-hmm. so that the camera doesn't have problems picking up you know highlights and dark you know and sure. then we have problems. That's being intentional. Mm-hmm. Being intentional mm-hmm. is also mapping out in your head you know like our brain is such a fantastic place to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can do four thousand sketches and you don't pay a dime It's not like using the clouds, so to speak. So you could really sit down, think through what you're doing, Mm -hmm. and then visualize. So one of the words that I also throw in there is visualization. What am I trying to do, Mm -hmm. where am I going, and how am I going to get there? So I'm going downtown. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, these days the GPS helps us visualize. Absolutely. But then I sit down and I go, okay, so I'm going to get to this place first, and then I'm going to turn left, I'm going to do this. You know, you sort of. Anytime I do not visualize where I'm going with a project or with a part of my life or with something I'm working on, I get derailed. Right. So visualization is part of your being intentional. Mm-hmm. With life, saying, This is who I am. Before every class, I sit down in a little corner <laughs> of the school and see myself teaching that class.
0: Visualize what you're yes. actually going to and do. Yes. And if I run
1: into any problem in my head that, oh, maybe they wouldn't understand this principle, that's where to correct it. Fascinating. So I appear like a confident speaker when I'm up on stage or speaking in a class, mm-hmm. because I've already visualized my day. Right. It's when I don't, that I run into problems. Mm-hmm. Even getting a parking spot sometimes. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, okay, I'm going downtown. This is how the area looks, mm-hmm. this is where I'm going to park. At least have something in your head, mm-hmm. so that when you get there, you know how to cross correct. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Right. So that's yeah. part of being
0: intentional. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And you played it out in your head, right? So you're more confident that this absolutely. is how it's going to go. And I imagine even then that because you've played it out in your head and you've seen it in that way, it just happens. In it that happens.
1: Way. It's like your sketchbook. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that we as creatives we have so much power that has been bestowed upon us, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in my early years I would do hundreds of sketches you know, to get to one solution. Now, I can sit in my brain and do all those sketches.
0: That's amazing.
1: That's visualization. Yeah. And we don't teach it enough in design school. Mm-hmm. That visualization is so important. Yeah. <laughs> I love this.
0: Is there anything that you would like to if somebody had walked up to you and said, "Hey, I want to be a designer," um, and had wanted some sort of advice that you think would set them off on the right path, mm-hmm. and there's tons already from this conversation <laughs> that anybody could take at any segment, You're like, "Yep, that's it." But is there anything that you comes to mind that you haven't mentioned yet that might be of value to them?
1: It depends, mm-hmm. because. Uh, As I grow, I'm learning also that each situation is different. You know, what one plant needs, Mm -hmm. you know, may need a lot of water and sunshine. Another plant is an indoor plant and Mm -hmm. doesn't need as much sunshine. And it just needs a little bit of water, you know. So I'm learning that every situation is different. But what I would say to anyone Mm -hmm. in this life is sit down, map out your life. You don't have to know everything today, yeah. just generally, who am I, where am'm going, what am I doing? you know I always use this uh, as an example you know my little square bracelet as an example of when I you know ran into trouble, we had problems in our marriage yeah and I didn't even have any idea we had problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's how cool I was. Yeah. You know, just wake up in the morning, you've got to succeed, I've got to succeed. You go all day, yeah. come back in the middle of the night, you know, have a bath in the morning and rush out again. Absolutely. I had no idea. But today this bracelet represents everything spiritual. Everything, family, relationship, that Mm -hmm. is where your love and your relationships are. Here is work. Mm -hmm. And here is myself. If you don't make time for yourself, you're useless to everything else.
0: (laughs) That's so true, though.
1: This is where we need to first know who we are, what am I doing, what are my passions. You know, if I get invited to a casino, would I go? Would I feel comfortable there? Mm-hmm. You know, like all of those questions you must know. Yeah. You know, what kinds of food do I like? What colors would tick me off? Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to know that. And then you've got to know about your relationships. Who are the important people in my life? They're physically there, they're not physically there. Yeah. You know, how do I keep in touch? How do we maintain a relationship? Mm -hmm. You know, love, children, you know, uncles, aunties, all of them, they fit in there. And of course, you've got to remember your work is also very important. Without the work, you probably have not a lot to contribute. It's true. So, but the spiritual aspect is also very important. Interesting. Gone are the days when you're shy about saying, oh you know, this is the religion that I belong to, mm-hmm. or this is the philosophy that I believe. Believe. Exactly. You've got to have something that keeps you grounded, because it all comes from inside out. And again, if I could wear a spiral bracelet, (laughs) that Uh. would be evolution. (laughs) Well, maybe that's something that we designed. Exactly. We'll see how that works, actually. You know, it might work if we go vertical. (laughs) I
0: love this square bracelet analogy because it's always something that I tell everybody is that if you're not taking care of yourself first and you're going to these things, you're doing these things with people or work, it's a disservice to everyone. Else it is a disservice. You, right? You're not you're bringing at, it. Exactly. You're not at hundred percent. So no. why?
1: You're not bringing it. Mm-hmm. If you want to bring it. You've got to know who you are. Absolutely. I don't want to waste your time trying to think. "Mm, Maybe I like this place. Maybe we could go do this. Mm -hmm. You know, I should be able to tell you by now. Oh, that I don't like it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, there are certain foods you can convince me to Mm -hmm. eat, but I love photographing them. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that I want to eat them. Absolutely. And there are some foods. I love to eat them, but they look like crap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I accept it about myself. Yeah. Of course, with knowing yourself is accepting yourself. Mm-hmm. We've all got to accept ourselves as you know. I'm unique. Mm-hmm. This is I'm here because there's a reason for me to be. Yeah. It's when doubt comes in or somebody says something and you let it take mm-hmm. root that you don't know who you are. You, can t- you cannot tell me who I am. Absolutely. You know, today I speak very confidently yeah. <laughs> and nobody can convince me I'm wrong mm-hmm. about what I'm saying right now. Yeah. You cannot tell me, oh, this is who I am. I should know who I am yeah. because I am the one living this life. Mm-hmm. If I want to dress this way, or be this way, or act that way, it has to be me. Right. It can't ever be an external, fo- it's it, always It's within. always you. And then there's personal responsibility. I know we live in the world, we live in communities, mm-hmm. so if I do something that would affect someone else adversely, I, I take responsibility for that. Right. So I also have to be sure about the context, but mm-hmm. I need to know who I am. Absolutely. Without that, you right. can pack it up, go home, or go sit in the corner and yeah. think about it. Because if you just, if you know who you are, but you're playing into that... Yeah. You really can't have somebody tell you who you are. You've mm-hmm. got to know that. And yep. know who you are, know yourself very well. Mm-hmm. If you don't, there are all sorts of psychological techniques out there to help you. Yeah. And there are professionals who do those tests. Mm -hmm. At least it gives you a basis where you go, aha, this is why I behave in a certain way. Right. Do you want to remain that way or do you want to change something? Interesting. I, I learned that being a shy kid was not in my favor. Right. Today, I speak anywhere, speak to anyone. Absolutely. I could be in the airport and walk up to someone and start a conversation. Yeah. That was not me. Even till the age of 29, I could not walk into a restaurant without feeling, oh my goodness, everybody's looking at me, um, where are we going to sit? I don't want to sit in the middle, I want to sit in the corner. You yeah. know. Now yeah. if I say I want to sit in the corner, it's because I want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not because I feel the world is on my shoulders. Right.
0: But you made that conscious
1: choice to not be that shy person. I I do not want to be a shy person because Mm -hmm. all my knowledge is wasted. (laughs) But that wasn't something that you did for
0: whatever the rest of the square. No, you
1: just keep learning. And Mm -hmm. yourself includes exercising, Mm -hmm. reading, you know, all the things that nourish you. I love that.
0: We can keep going, but apparently the card was full, so I mean, at some point
1: we have to close this out. Yes. What's next for you? Um, Right now, I can tell you, like I said, you know, you have to know who you are. (laughs) 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 I love teaching, Mm -hmm. teaching about design, teaching about communication. So every time I go to Nigeria, once every year, I'll be speaking at universities polytechnics, about the principles of design, Absolutely. which is also the principles of communication. And speaking to professionals, mm-hmm. speaking at vocational schools. So I'm doing more and more of that. And yeah. I want to do more of it, you know, go to Zimbabwe, go to South yeah. Africa, go to Asia mm-hmm. and do that. So that's where I see myself going. That's
0: amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Just the fact that, starting out being shy, now you're teaching to classes. It's yeah. it's so crazy to kind of
1: see that change. And I hope that will be an inspiration to some. Absolutely. You know, because when people say, oh, I'm so shy, I mm-hmm. can't go on stage. What if I teach you how? <laughs> what it, right? Because we all are mm-hmm. um, shy to some extent. Yeah. We all have a inner doubts mm-hmm. to some extent. It's How do we overcome them Right, and be who we need to be? Right. And we can mold it the way we want to. And it's
0: just a matter of time, right? Absolutely. It's, that's the thing. It's it's so hard when it's, you've been shy for so long, right? Again, 29 you've been.
1: Took a while. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But that's not something
0: a lot of people see because they want change to be instant.
1: Yeah. Right. God, I love this. I, I do too. This I, is the best. Well, <laughs> really to
0: have you come back on. Um, do you want to say any last words to the people listening, watching? Um, how can we find you? Um, website, social, yeah. any way to follow what you're going to be doing in the next little while or just see previous stuff? too?
1: I tend to use the same name for everything. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, I'm <laughs> Shedmo Lude. Mm-hmm. My name and last name. And if you're looking for my website, the same spelling S E G U N O L U T E, com. with those two, you can find me. You can communicate with me. And I love, I actually don't no I, I always answer communications, you know, yeah. every request. So, because it's part of who I am. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's the best. Well, there you have it. Uh, make sure to keep an eye out for. Uh, all these things that he's going to be up to, maybe show up to Zimbabwe.
1: I'd love to. Yeah, send him an email, send him a message. I, I, yes, right. actually, that's something I missed <clears> to say. <throat> Don't wait for life to come to you. Live like you mean it. <laughs> go to somebody and say, hey, you know, this is what I do. Is there an opportunity to do it here? And they could look at you and go, you must be crazy. Or go, oh, wow, we've been waiting for somebody like this.
0: Serendipity, right? You never know. You never know. <laughs> you never know unless you ask. That's how we're gonna end it. Thanks yeah. so much for coming on Thank the best.
1: you. I really appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's
2: so good. I can't